0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an excellent year. Happy New Year. I am truly hoping 2022 is fresh and new and we can get a breath of fresh air, spend some time with people we love, and reconnect as a community. For all those who have listened to this, this is my 100th episode. I truly couldn't do it without you. I keep hearing feedback that this program is helping you as you work through your stuff and really connecting. That's the reason we're doing this. Today, I'm gonna share a little rule that I've implemented in my career that saved me hours and hours of work over and over and over again. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and wanna make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Okay, let's get into this. I was reading a lot over the Christmas break and between Christmas and New Year's. If you notice, I took a little bit of time off. I'm very thankful I did. Uh, I was, I'll, I'll talk about this in actually the next episode, but uh I kind of got over my limit and it was time to take a break, unplug, spend some time in reflection and reading, which I was able to do. I'm so glad I did. I am so pumped. I heard from a listener last week that really connected to one of my episodes and, uh, was really thankful for it. And, you know, that's, that's just kind of the little bits that kind of keep you going. And, uh, as we go through all these discussions, it's really valuable to hear some feedback. So, As always, reach out to me at uh, leadinglightly at gmail.com. And otherwise, I'm going to get into this episode. So I was reading an article. I don't think, I don't know if I'd find it. It It's more like browsing. And I read this headline that uh, it it said something like good leaders waffle. And what it was actually talking about was the challenge in, in, leadership that causes you to consider all sorts of aspects of an issue, which can be seen by the public as waffling. It was a big affirmation for me because I've been called a waffler on a few times. I have a team of people. Um, I'm building a new one in this new organization, but, uh, I've often had a team of people that end up trusting the waffling, but at the beginning it's frustrating because one day I'm talking one way and the other day I'm talking about the other way. And, uh, after reading this kind of browsing through this article, I started to think about, you know, why people waffle on things and, and kind of, instead of being frustrated with it, I found like the article opened me up to rethinking about doing it as not a bad thing. And as I started to reflect further on that, I realized that by challenging my own thought patterns and that of my team, I've saved myself countless hours, if not months of work on some issues and probably years of work in my career. It has it has been the largest, single largest uh, contributing factor to me finding solutions that were previously unfound or in some meetings, people would say they were unfindable. So how do you do that in an effective way? Now, there's a couple aspects of this. There's the communications aspect of it, but then there's also the internal aspect of, I'm going to call it waffling, but I I have kind of clarified it for myself and changed it into a 10-minute rule. So what I do is I will spend... 10 minutes debating with myself the other side of any decision that I'm going to make. It's a frustrating exercise, but I will always spend 10 minutes. Now, here's the reason I can do this. I can't even share a more recent example of this because it's too close uh, right at this time. But here's why I do it. Every time somebody comes to me with an issue or a solution... I will sit down and clear my desk and clear my mind for 10 minutes and completely debate the other side. I recently had a situation where because I debated the other side, I avoided making a decision that would have been catastrophic, but it seemed very simple. And what happens and where this becomes really important in leadership is if you have an issue that seems simple and you make a quick shotgun decision without doing this 10 minute rule. And then that decision backfires on you. You start becoming quite gun shy at making decisions. Now I'm not talking about uh, like the shooting from the hip in a conversation. Uh, I'm talking about decisions like hiring, firing, moving, moving, moving staff to different places, There's uh, th- those are HR related, adding a new program, removing something, an offering to your community, whatever those things are, every single one of them that you make wrong that seems so logical and right to your core you thought they were the right decision, every one of those that doesn't work out will reduce your long-term productivity as a decision-making leader. You become more, almost too much democratic where you're talking to everybody and you're never really making a decision. Now the other side of that spectrum. So I'm going to do this exact thing in this discussion, but the opposite side of that spectrum is where you overanalyze a decision so much that even simple decisions become too complex to make. Now I talked about this in a previous episode where I talked about scope creeping, a simple solution. Let's say you want to do a little bit of training, but then you also want somebody to read a book. If you do both of those, you might not get it done. But if you just say, hey, take the training and here's the book and you just mail it out, then you probably are more likely to do it. So what happens on the flip side is if you overanalyze and you're like, oh, I want to do this training in a book and then, oh, I want to bring people in and then get an expert in to do more of the training, whatever that may be, if you start ramping up every idea you have or every decision you make, you end up becoming unproductive on the opposite side of the spectrum where you're overanalyzing and under deciding. Both of these both of these ends are both dangerous. So now that's the that's the mental part of it. And the exercise is quite a bit simpler than you think. So uh, what you do is you write down all the reasons you want to make a decision and you spend 10 minutes fighting yourself on why this is the best decision. But you are not spending the 10 minutes defending. You are spending 10 minutes attacking your own position. Now, this comes with several positive outcomes in your leadership journey. Number one is, if you get good at it, you don't end up getting hit with I call them left field hits, the something that someone says to you that you never anticipated and you never planned being asked. The interesting part about this is when I got more and more senior in my leadership roles, I expected more sophisticated left field hits. So I would overthink an issue so much that I would go into a meeting and someone would ask a very simple question that was so... You know, off target that it almost shocked me out of being able to answer it properly. So, you've got to take the highly intellectual reasons you shouldn't make the decision, as well as the very, very simplified reasons, like the completely uninformed reasons why you shouldn't make a decision. Both ends of that spectrum will give you clarity on the decision that you're making. The better you get at this, the less of those hits that are going to get you that you're not going to expect. Also, the better you get at it, the better you are going to be able to face any kind of scrutiny for any decisions that you make. Now, I say 10 minutes. Sometimes it can take you weeks if it's a big decision, but I would say for even the simple ones, spending 10 minutes fighting the other side against yourself, against all the reasons you wrote down, can save you a lot of problems. And what it also does is gets rid of that gunshyness of making quick decisions because 10 minutes is not that much time when you consider a lot of decisions. I'll give you a real simple example is sometimes I talk about moving a direct report to somebody else. And I'll be like, or not a direct report for me, but somebody moving a staff to report for someone else. You sit there and you think about it And all you can think of is the reasons why you should do it. And you don't spend time thinking about all the reasons you shouldn't. Maybe the staff is competent, but not ready for it. There are a hundred reasons why you might not want to make a change. But if you don't consider them, you will never be able to properly answer questions that people should be asking you as a leader. If people aren't asking you questions, there's a whole other issue going on. But you want your staff to be able to you know, debate the heck out of a decision and then move forward together on the same page in support of each other on that decision. The goal in, in this process is to actually speed up your decision making. It's not to slow it down by 10 minutes. And in some cases, maybe a few days. But the goal is to actually speed up the decision making process, even though it may seem like you're slowing down. Now here's the here's the interesting thing. I've had people that I've worked with that have said, "I don't have ten minutes to make a decision on this, or to sit down and think." And I'm like, "Tell me a decision in like if you're not an emergency doctor or in an emergency situation, and I'm talking emergency. Tell me a situation where you don't have ten minutes to reflect on it and combat yourself. I can't think of a single one. I've had many situations where the media have put a lot of pressure. And I said, I'll call you in 15 minutes. And then I think through the whole thing, debate myself in it, and kind of put myself in their seat to figure out what questions I would ask if I was them. See, the whole process of being a leader and going through this reflective waffling almost process is to get yourself thinking outside of your own shoes we each have strengths, we each have weaknesses, but the better you can reflect on someone else's strengths and someone else's opinion, the better you can answer to concerns and the better you can connect with your team. Think through this the next time you have a decision. And, and then also I would challenge you to reflect on those moments where you thought you had a quick decision, you made it and you regretted it. Because what those will do is they will change the flow of your decision-making ability. They kind of freeze you up and make you an inefficient leader. So think about it on both sides of the spectrum. Maybe there's a decision you took way too long on as well that you need to reflect on so that you can grow from it. And remember, as a leader, you need to lead in the areas where people are hesitant where, where leadership is required, but you need to understand your community. So sometimes your gut might tell you that something you a uh, decision you made was the right decision when the entire community would prove to you that it wasn't. So you got to kind of think through this whole process because in some situations you are there to lead, in others you are there to follow and it's your job to determine the two. Finally, in communication... My only tip on this, and what I find is staff after a while will understand that, I'm, that I go through this process with everything, and then they start to join the debate. You don't be afraid when people say, oh, you're, you're kind of flip-flopping on a decision. As long as you make that decision, don't worry about it. But what starts to happen is you can get in these heated debates where people will argue both sides of every decision you make, and it's excellent. It is not a bad thing. It actually shows you that you're a strong leader. I asked a question in a meeting today, whether, you know, uh, weak leaders can hire strong people because strong people will stand against you when they need to. And I don't, and the answer of the people in the room was, I don't think so. And I would agree on that. So you have to determine when you lead and when you follow and make it clear to people that you're currently deliberating, you're debating on this decision And then once it's made, everybody's on the same train and everybody's in support of each other. I hope this episode served you well. uh, And I really hope that you reflect on this a little bit and think about your decision-making process so that you can strengthen it and move faster and move easier as a leader. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.